the once great city of New York becomes the one maximum security prison for the entire country. A 50-foot containment wall is erected along the New Jersey shoreline, across the Harlem River, and down along the Brooklyn shoreline. It completely surrounds Manhattan Island. All bridges and waterways are mined. The United States police force, like an army, is encamped around the island. There are no guards inside the prison, only prisoners and the worlds they have made. The rules are simple. Once you go in, you don't come out. Visiting is pretty. Visiting is good. Seems that all I ever wanted was a brother. This evening is secret. We can keep it good. Even all I ever wanted had a problem. This is a call to all my past resignations. This is a call to all. Fingernails are pretty. Fingernails are good. Seems that all I ever wanted was a market. Them balloons are pretty. Big as they should. Even fall up to the color magic marker. This is a call to all my past resignations. This is a call to all. This is a call to all my past resignations. It's been too long.
That's right, guys. Attention deficit order. Season 21, episode 1. Yes. Yes. I'm your host, Chris. You want to know how I get away with everything? I'm your host, Chris. 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 So when I say come on, I mean... Workers. Yeah. Work. Work it. Work. Work to be a winner. Sweat. Work it. Sweat. Sweat to be a winner. We're back as tension deficit order. I smell you. Yeah, I wanna smell you. I wanna smell you even from far away. I wanna smell you. Yes, 
you believe that? I'm your host, Chris. I'm the only one here right now. Whew. Skip's gone again, guys. He's gone again. But we'll get through this together. You and I. We're going to just run through a bunch of movies and TV shows that I've been watching, and then we'll get the fuck out of here. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Season 21, Episode 1, Attention Deficit Order. There we go. Right there. Yes. Live mixing, dude. Live mixing in the house. Let's get to a little show that I saw the other night um, that people might know, but they might not. Clarice. Poor little Clarice. Hello, Clarice. So lovely to see you again. Season 21 episode. Season 1 of Clarice, guys. CBS Original. A look at the untold personal story of FBI agent Clarice. Starring Starling as she returns to the field a year after the events of Silence of the Lambs. Poor little Clarice. Um, the show, yes. Um, it's pretty decent. It's not great. Um, it's it has a, it has some good violence. It's no Hannibal, but we it might be as good as Hannibal pretty soon. But I don't know. Uh, let's see, Clary's. So she starts off um, FBI agent, um, and you know she's seeing a shrink, a la like. Um, it reminds me of Hannibal, you know, when he's seeing Will. Uh, and then, like, the, the shrink is still evaluating her on how she feels about after she shot and killed Buffalo Bill. And then she gets hired by um, Janet Atkinson, the mother of the daughter that um, she saved at the end of Silence of the Lambs. So she goes, okay, Clarice, I want, there's another serial killer on the loose. I want you to find who was doing this. She's like, I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready for this. You know, I'm just a field agent, you know. I just, I just came straight out of Quantico. Dr. Lecter was the one who showed me what to do. Well, but you came close to Dr. Lecter. He was your friend. I don't care. Dr. Lecter told me what to do. And I did it. I just followed Dr. Lecter's orders on what I needed to do. But you know, that's not the way it usually works. Well, that's the way it works now. Uh, I'm Special Agent Clary Starlin. Rebecca Beads is Clary's. Michael Colts is Paul Kindler. Um, who else? Uh, Jan Atkinson is, uh... Oh, Ruth Martin. Sorry. I was reading her real name. Is Ruth Martin. Nick Shadow is uh, is 10 episodes. So it's 10 episodes, which is good. I thought it was going to be like a drag out. Um, what was it? A drag out like 24 episodes like they normally do. 
Um, but so, I don't know. There, there's some good uh, violence in there. So this one's a serial killer who's stabbing women and stabbing them, and their and their uh, and their uh, stab wounds don't kiss. To quote Clarice Starling, they want it to be a serial killer, but in reality, it turns out to be a a bunch of women are being killed off because they were part of this clinical trial that they didn't know. Um, and I guess they don't want the results to come out that it failed or something. So they hired somebody to kill these women and make it look like a serial killer. I think. Hold on. Damn it. Yeah, I think. I'm not sure, though. So they tried to make him look like a serial killer. Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. You know what I mean? Uh, it's the first episode. It, it went by really fast, so that's a good sign that it's interesting. Hour-long episode on CBS. So they track down the killer. She's constantly having bad dreams about the uh, about the moths, and she's waking up constantly. Uh, Clarice, she's, she still has nightmares from Buffalo Bill. It hasn't escaped her, and everyone in the FBI agent... At one point, they put lotion inside of a basket in her drawer. It's like, it puts the lotion in the basket. How would they know he said that to them? Maybe he recorded it? I don't know. Or maybe it was part of the report from uh, from the victim uh, after she got taken out. It puts the lotion on the skin or else it gets the hose again. <gasps> put the lotion in the basket! Put the lotion in the basket! It puts the lotion on the skin. Or else it gets the hose again. Put the lotion in the basket. So, uh, I don't know. It's okay. So for that, I'll do a real rough report. It's it's okay. So three to five ear holes, three to five eye holes, three to five lotions on the skin for uh, Clarice. Uh, it's one episode, so um, I'm getting used to it right now. You know, I'm getting used to the characters... Uh, the way they're uh, they're forming, I'm going right off of Hannibal, which was a great show on NBC. Uh, I shouldn't be comparing the two, but you know this is CBS. Uh, this is CBS, but this is an NBC. So uh, I don't know. Have you guys seen it? Have you guys seen it? Anyone? Anybody out there? <laughs> Do you guys like it? Is it worth? Is it worth it? I don't know. Um, I'll try. It's better right now than uh, the Equalizer. It's a lot better uh, than the Equalizer. The Equalizer is like, mm. it's like I'm gonna kill you now. Uh, I haven't watched the second episode. I'm I'm still struggling to get through the first. <laughs> so that's not a good sign. I'm still recording the Equalizer, so we'll see what happens with the Equalizer people. I don't know. Maybe the Equalizer people might uh, help us out here and uh, give us a free promo. Uh, probably not. Probably not. So, uh, Clarice is better than the Equalizer, if that says anything. Uh, what are people saying about it here? Here we go. Clarice. And by the end, of course, I'm referring... Okay. Can we bring back Hannibal, please? <laughs> and by that, I mean, of course, referring to the excellent series feature Mads Mikkelsen, Amazing Portrait... Hannibal died, it became like a gay love story, and it just lost its 
it lost it towards the end. Um, but you know, uh, Alex Kurtzman is the one who wrote this. Okay, so that gave me some hope. All right, the uh, one of the creators is Alex Kurtzman, and if you don't know who he is. Writers, Thomas Harrison, Alex Kurtzman. He wrote all 10 episodes. So he did Sleepy Hollow, which was good for the first two seasons. He did The Mummy 2017, Eek, which was Star Trek Discovery. Okay. Uh, The Mummy Burn 2021. I don't know what he's doing there. Um, He's a writer, producer. He's executive producer of Star Trek Lower Decks. What has Thomas Harris done? Oh, Thomas Harris is the writer of Silence of the Lamps. Boom. Manhunter, Hannibal Rising, Red Dragon. So he's the writer of those three. So that's giving me some praise, you know. So we got the writer from Silence of the Lambs on here. He wrote all 10 episodes with Alex Kurtzman. So it might be getting better. You know, you never know. So at least they're sticking to the people who wrote it and stuff like that. So... Uh, gore. Let's see. Nowhere near as violent as the film or movie. But we've only seen one episode. Come on, and it's on network television. Uh, re- uh, trivia: Rebecca Breeds stated used used Jodie Foster's distinct accent in Silence of the Lambs for her interpretation of Clarice Starling. That's the one who's playing Clarice. Is Rebecca Breeds? What has she been in? <laughs> The originals, Slam, Pretty Little Liars. So, I don't know. Come on, Dr. Lecter. I'm using the same effect as Clary Starling did. Come on, yeah. Dr. Lecter. Hello, Dr. Lecter. Are you there? Dr. Lecter. So, uh, I'll be into it. I'll be. I'll check it out, definitely. Uh, let's see, 6 out of 10. Mm, this guy gives it 2 out of 10. He killed the mummy, he killed Star Trek, and now he's killing Silence of the Lamps. <laughs> a watered-down spinoff that feels just like another crime drama with Silence of the Lambs references. Imaginary slapped on, also without its most interesting character. One out of ten, absolutely horrible. Poorly written, dialogue feels uneasy. Clarice is not a little girl that is fragile as they portray the behavior of the fbi agents is ridiculous overdone sound effects and uses of props to create more excitement than is needed mm, i don't know offensively bad right the tv show clears skillfully undoes everything that made sounds of the lambs a classic book and movie to say you can't compare clary's tv to uh Ad formidable film is ridiculous. Both properties are based on the same foundation. I don't know. Dumbed down version of Silence of the Lambs. Uh, so these people don't like it. It's one episode, man. It's a, a pilot episode. You got to give it a little bit of breathing room. Uh, you know, they're just introducing the character. It's set in the 90s. It's set in 1992. So yes, guys are going to be more dickish than they are now because everyone's comparing everything to nowadays. To Oh, it's, it's 2021, so guys shouldn't act like that in 1990. Yes, they did. Okay, stop comparing shit to now. That's people's biggest mistakes with movies that are set in different time periods. So, uh, Clarice. Clarice, three to five ear holes, three to five eye holes, two to five lotions on the skin. 
or is it three out of three out of five lotions on the skin? I'm giving it some. I'm giving it some leeway here, uh, just because. Just because I'm soft on it. Okay, next movie I saw, guys. You ready for this one? Let the bodies hit the flow. Let the bodies hit the flow. Let the bodies hit the. Well, let's start that again. Here we go. Let the bodies hit the flow. Let the bodies hit the flow. Let the bodies hit the flow. Let the bodies hit the. A glitch. In the Matrix, six, 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 six. A glitch in the Matrix. Documentary filmmaker Rodney Asher tackles his question: Are we living in a simulation? With testimony, philosophical evidence, and scientific explanation in his four answer. What? Scientific explanation is his for the answer. Are we in fact living in a simulation? This is the question postponed by wrestling with. They ultimately argued for the latest provocation from acclaimed documentary stylist Rodney Asher, Room 237, The Nightmare. Though archival footage, compelling interviews with real people shrouded in digital avatars, and a collection of cases from some of the most in in non-classical figures. Now, I, I, I'm iconoclastic figures in contemporary culture. This is the end. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Something's got to give. Something's got to give. Something's got to give. Let the boys hit the bottom. Let the boys hit the bottom. So you want to you want to know why I'm playing this? Because one of the ca- people characters, one of the people in the movie. Watch The Matrix over and over and over again to the point, the movie The Matrix, when it came out on VHS, okay? He didn't even see it in the theater. That's what's even sadder. Um, he watched it over and over and over again to the point to where he didn't think he was in reality. Okay, he'd watch it day and night, day and night, start it over, start it over, to the point to where he got a shotgun and killed his parents. While he put on the headphones, and guess what song he was listening to? So imagine this song where you're walking up to your mom and dad. Hey, what's wrong, son? Shut up. Boom. Shooting your mom. Then your mom's crawling up the stairs. What have you done? Boom. Shoots her in the head and her whole, he says her whole head breaks apart. Just sprays everywhere. He's like, wow, it wasn't like what I thought it was going to be. And he's reporting this from a jail cell. It was known as the Matrix Defense. A lot of people have used it since then, but he was the first to where they basically said he was crazy, that he didn't think he lived in a real reality, and he shot and killed both of his parents because of it. If you can believe that, the Matrix defense. (laughs) Uh, Do we live in a um, do we live in a simulation? We can't prove if we do. 
Uh, that's a problem. We can't prove if we if we tr- if we did. We can't prove it. We might. I don't know. What do I think? I think maybe. I think it's possible that we do live in a simulation. You know, I think so. I don't know. Um. Yeah. It's an ancestor ancestor simulation. Is what it might be. We might be the ancestors of the people making the simulation, and they're wa- and they're controlling our avatars to do this stuff. Or they're they have us trying to think how we can get out of it. You know, seeing if we're smart enough to get out of the matrix. They're creating us to see if we can a program that can beat its own pro- maker. Sort of like when you have artificial intelligence and it starts working against everything. We're the artificial intelligence trying to work our way out of this matrix. That's what they're trying to do. That's what that's that's a theory. I don't know if it's true or not, but one guy thought it was true enough to where he shot and killed his parents. I don't know. It's up to you guys if you think um, if you think you live in a matrix. I don't know. Do you? I don't know. Do we live in a matrix? Hmm. I don't know. Um, and they had they um, Philip K. Dick believes we live in a matrix. He there's a whole like half of this documentary is referring back to Philip K. Dick. Philip K. Dick. Uh, let's see. He's um yeah he's the one who's saying uh we might live in a matrix. We wouldn't know it if we did. And a lot of people are saying that we might, that we could be living in a matrix, but they wouldn't know it either if we did. It's really strange. Um, what do I believe? I believe that there it could be. I believe this could be a simulation. Could I be wrong? Maybe, but I don't know. Uh, uh, here we go. Circa 10 minutes of reasonable, intelligent discussion, the simulation hypothesis, the rest of the study of those who harbor significant psychological issues who are unable to dilate the fact that and reality from fiction which depends on your perspective uh nails any constitution you draw on the end of whatever couldn't finish it the interviews with these guys in weird digital cosplay outfits that have no value to add or are completely distracting I wanted this to be so much better. Now I just don't care. Thanks for turning me apathetic. Skip this if you have better things to do. I didn't have better things to do. Uh, like watch paint dry. So he's obviously an avatar. Okay, they're saying that avatars, they're T-posing. This is a theory. They're saying that like if we're not like in the same room and we're not like... Uh, in the vicinity, say, like, people in their houses are just T-posing until you look at them or you walk up close to them, and then the program will start up. That's that's another theory that people think. So if I'm, like, walking, like, say, say I go to Safeway, do-do-do-do-do, go to Safeway, nothing's happening at that Safeway until I drive into the driveway or driving towards it, then it's slowly loading up away in fr- all in front of me. I don't know. Maybe, I, I don't know. It's such a weird concept if you think about it. If we live in a matrix... Uh, would I put it past that if we found out that we're in a simulation, would I be surprised? No. Just like I wouldn't be surprised when they tell us there's UFOs. I'm like, of course there was. You know, of course it is. Why wouldn't it be? You know, that that would be my, uh, that's how I would do it. <laughs> Man, 
But yeah, that one guy who got interviewed was just, holy shit, dude. He was falling apart. I don't know. Is it? Is he worth it? Is it worth it? Let me work it. Put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. Yeah, that's what I have to say about that. But yeah, it's it's strange, dude. If you think that we live in a matrix. That's all I know. It's like, come on, man. Do we? I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, so I put these all on my letterbox. Uh, uh, you can look it up. Idle hands with a Z. I-D-L-E-H-A-N-D-Z. Uh, if you want to look me up on Letterboxd and look at my movies. I have like 143 in there. So far, I have 32 I've seen this year so far, which is pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. I'm work. I'm running through these movies, man, because there's no theaters, guys. When are the theaters opening? I'm waiting right now. Where are they? Where are my movie theaters? Where are my movie theaters, guys? That's what I'm waiting for. I have to see these movies at home, which I don't want to do. Um, all right. So glitch in the matrix. If you want to check out something weird and trippy and you like the theory of a simulation, it's a decent, it's a decent movie. It's not great. Uh, room 237 is just as bizarre with all his theories about Stanley Kubrick and all that stuff. So glitch in the matrix. I give a two to five ear holes, two to five eye holes, two to five Strange avatars, two out of five ancestor simulations, or two out of five matrix defenses. Matrix defenses, guys. Oh, man. Okay, um, the next movie. See if we can look this up here. I don't know if we can. Judas and the Black Messiah. Judas and the Black Messiah. Judas. The story of Fred Hampton. story of Fred Hampton, chairman of the Illinois, of Illinois Black Panther Party, and his faithful betrayal by FBI informant William O'Neill, starring Daniel Kaluuya as Fred Hampton, Lakeith Stanfeld as Bill O'Neill, Jesse Plemons as Ron Mitchell, Dominique Fishback as Deborah Johnson, Ashton Sanders as Jimmy Palmer, Algie Smith as Jake Walters, Lee Ray, a uh, little Ray Howry as Wayne, Martin Sheen as J. Edgar Hoover. <laughs> he was horrible as J. Edgar Hoover. Um, J. Edgar Hoover. This is Judas. Judas in the Black Messiah. Judas in the Black Messiah. Judas in the Black Messiah. Entry Institute. 
Let's get on the soundtrack a little bit here. Heads up, eyes open, the fist clenched. This here be the chair. Fred Hopkins Jr. Direct. See, now I need y'all to bear with me as I bear my soul and take you on the insides behind enemy lines about some state-sanctioned assassinations, mass incarcerations, and some other plans that these pigs done put into place in order amongst Fucking other pigs. to control the world population. Fucking pigs. See, now it ain't no coincidence. Fucking pigs. A lot of y'all cats fucking, know about the fucking, fucking, fucking pigs. Fucking pigs. Government hitmen. Fucking pigs, fucking, 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 fucking pigs. Political frameworks, which they still got out Fucking pigs. Fucking, fucking, fucking pigs. Fuck these goddamn pigs. Motherfucking pigs, motherfucking pigs, motherfucker. Yo, fuck these goddamn motherfucking pigs. FBI, don't fuck with me. I'm a black man, can't you fucking see your fucking pigs? Fucking, 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 fucking pigs. Goddamn stupid motherfucking pigs. Stupid, stupid fucking pigs. Yeah, that's how we feel about the pigs and Judas and the black messiah. You can't go higher. You're gonna get poisoned by the FBI. Because of what I like to say, yeah. But it ain't gonna happen, yeah. Fucking pigs. Fucking. 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 Pigs. Fucking pigs. Judas and the Black Messiah. Gonna poison by the FBI, yeah. Fucking. Motherfucking pigs. Fucking pigs. Judas in the black messiah. Mother fucking. Mother fucking fucking. Fucking fuck fuck fucking fucking pigs. Judas in the black messiah. Gonna get poisoned by the FBI. Someone that I thought that was Kaya. But they're not. I'm a revolutionary. And I get fucked by the FBI for what I think and what I do. Black man in Chicago. What are you gonna do? Nothing. Nothing. Judas in the Black Messiah. Judas. Judas in the Black Messiah. Ain't gonna do shit. You know, they try to come up, but the white man just beats him down. That's what happens in this movie, guys. J. Edgar Hoover gets this guy poisoned. Poisoned. Poisons the guy, because they don't like what he's saying. He doesn't like what he's saying. The black man doesn't have a break. Motherfucker. Let's see. Um, Judas and the Black Messiah. What happened to my... Judas and the Black Messiah here. Here we go. Judas and the Black Messiah. It was okay. It was a good movie. You know, there's some really good acting. It's Lakeith, Lakeith's best role and Daniel Kaluuya's best role. Definitely. Um, definitely it's their best role. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya is amazing as uh, Fred Hampton. 
Lakeith Stanfield's great as the backstabby uh, secret FBI agent. You know, he's just... People are just dicks. People are just dicks in this sh- in this shit, man. Um, Jesse Plemons crazy, uh, plays a good FBI agent. Um, it's the true story of how... And... Uh, Shaka King is the director. Shaka King. Shaka. Shaka King. Um, yeah. If you guys don't know who that is, check it out. And what has he done? What else has Shaka King done? Let's look up Shaka King. Come on, Shaka King. Let's see what you got. Uh, I don't see anything, Shaka King. Nothing. Shaka King. Come on now. Uh, let's see, it was supposed. This was supposed to come out. Another movie that was supposed to come out last year. I was waiting to see it in the theater. It was playing at the drive-ins, but I'm like, mm, I get better sound quality at my house, you know, on my headphones than I would at the drive-in. So, uh, let's see. Let's see if I can even. It's just loading. Okay, hold on. Let's just reload this whole thing. Shaka King. Uh, do I have everything loaded up here? Yeah. Uh, nothing's loading up now. Great. Great. Perfect. This is what I need. Uh, let's see. I can look it up over here. Soundtrack's pretty good. This is her. She sang at the halftime show. Let's do EPMD. Yeah, IMDB's not loading up right now. Uh, I'll do this. Hell yeah. We at the mafia table next to the kitchen. Ian Michelin star counting a million. Look, hood theories on a rough hood theories. Got he ran every union in the city. Listen to it. BIG like Biggie leading like Huey Newton did. Nigga, that's how official the revolution is. Holding cameras up and they zooming in. Don't be surprised when niggas show you they true intent. Ruthless, they are tired of your wife and kid. Why you talking on Judas in the Black Messiah? Okay, load it to you. Let's look him up here. This is a good song. Here we go. Hell yeah. You're gonna save that one. Visualize what it is, not what it isn't. We at the mafia table next to the kitchen. Eating Michelin star counting the middle. Shaka King, what do you do? Newlyweeds. I am not hiding though. Uh, Shrill. Mulligans. Nothing I've heard of. Coco Loca. Oh no. Damn, this song's sick. You know my thoughts get crazy. Think about shit from the 80s. Like Tom Brady balling like Kyrie and Katie. Will had the medallion, emblem of a Mercedes. Way before Michael Mary when all the Nikes with pennies. Killing niggas with sneakers. Had to skate through the envy. Supreme soul for a few billy. Hell yeah. If I sell my masters, I need a trilly. A trilly. Okay, so okay, let's see what's happening here with this star. Damn. What it is it? We at the mafia table next to the kitchen. 
That's good. Um, every white critic's gonna love this movie because they need to feel. You're not gonna see any white critic bash this movie for anything. It's a good movie, but I can see people not liking it because of the way, it, like the story progresses, and there's some great shots in it. But it is a little skippy aroundy when it comes to the story. Um, you know, Fred Hampton wasn't the best person, but they just highlighted his best features, just like they did with the NWA docu- movie with Dre. Which is fine. That wasn't the point of the movie. Was to put the guy down. It was uh, the point of the movie was to show how fucked up the FBI is. Ooh, you follow up with this shit? No. Nope. Oh, here we go. Nipsey Hussle and, and Jay Z. Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey. And this is what it feels like. Is it? Let's fast forward a little bit and see what happens. And this is what it feels like. Um. And this is what it feels like. Uh, I don't know, man. The, the movie's good. It's good. It's a. It's definitely. Um. It's worth watching, if you're into that type of stuff. If you're in, you know. But I'm telling you, you're not gonna see any white critic say this movie was okay. They're gonna be like, oh my god, this is culturally significant this was a movie that i that you must see it i um i can't relate to it but i wish i could relate to the black struggle so i could be more woke you know this is this is the movie i need to be more woke about i need to watch this to understand the black mind and the struggle they've gone through you know that's what i need to do i need to watch judas and the black messiah and, and then I'll, I'll know what the black struggle feels like. And I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I'm totally down with you, brother. Nothing's going to happen. Uh, nine out of ten. Tell me why the badge. Why not? Just as useful as a gun. A badge is scarier than a gun. Oh, yeah, that's so woke. That's so woke, guys. No, a gun is scarier than a badge. Sorry. Badges aren't scary. And I'm not white. Here we go. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Daniel Kaluuya is a beast. Powerful, magnetic. I can't even consider him a supporting actor role here. Lakeith Stanfield would be a performance to talk about if Kaluuya was not there. Very credible, both sides. Soundtrack, goddamn perfection. Shaka King handling the camera, cinematography. Honestly, I hope that felt like two acts as compelling. It's it's a little long-winded. It, it sounds it's like a mini series that they crammed into two hours. Is what it seems like. If this was a series, I think it would have done better. Uh, I've been looking forward. To, uh, very good, Lucky Stanfield's excellent. I've been looking forward to this film for quite a long time. Having met Fred's mom and and his brother Bill before he passed, I was directly or. Direly anticipating this release. The only gripe is, is the ending shooting, which was of course dramatized. Otherwise, this movie is excellent. Lakeith like Sanfield deserves an award for his role. It's a good movie, guys. If you want to see some good acting, 10, 10, 10. That's what I'm telling you. Where's the ones? Where's the fours? Where's the fives? Six out of ten. Start off with the good cinematography. That's what I'm saying. It's good, but the story skips around a little too much. 
Tori's like, okay, I'm pregnant. Hey, I'm in prison. Hey, I'm pregnant. Uh-oh, they're gonna, they're gonna bomb us. Oh, no, here we go. We're getting tortured. It was good, but it was a little skippy aroundy. A little skippy aroundy. I'm gonna go back to that EPMD track, man. There we go. Here we go. This is the best track right here. Nas and Hit Boy, EPMD. Come on, that's why it's good. EPMD, we back in business. I visualize what it is, not what it isn't. We at the mafia table next to the kitchen. Eating Michelin star, counting a million. Yeah. Hood theories. On a Rothstein, rig the World Series. Oh, yeah, listen to that shit. Listen to that. Listen to that. So what do I rate this movie, guys? It's worth checking out, guys. Definitely, definitely. If you're if you're into this type of stuff, if you're not, you'll hate it. Three to five ear holes. Three to five eye holes. Three to five armed brothers. Three to five. Three to five hot wired cars. Three to five shot pigs. Three to five blown up buildings. Or three to five. Boiling water cocks. Boiling water cocks. What it isn't. Boiling water cocks. 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 Three out of five boiling water cocks. Three out of five boiling water cocks. Just watch it, man. I don't want to spoil it for you guys. Three out of five watercocks. Three out of five watercocks. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Whoo, man, we're running through. Okay, let's see what I have written down for just notes I've made throughout the year or throughout the. Uh oh, California's marijuana growing region Humboldt permanently bans hemp cultivation. They don't want that weak ass shit up in there. Shit. Amazon series remake with uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith Amazon series remake with Daniel Donnie Donnie Donald Glover and Phoebe Wallerbridge. Mm. People be like, oh man, that's that's a powerhouse right there. I don't know. It might be good. It might not. Those are both good writers and good actors, so it should be good, but maybe not. Uh, face off. Um, face off sequel. It's coming from Adam Wingard. It's not a. It's not a uh, remake, so they're gonna make a sequel. Hopefully, it's not two women going against each other. We we need to stop the wokeness. Just make a movie that's good. It doesn't have to be. Oh, uh, we're gonna do a face off, but one's gonna be trans and one's gonna be uh, gay. You know, th- th- I can see that coming. Coming. Uh, Raise the Lost Ark, nineteen eighty one. The United States Library of Congress deemed the movie culturally historical or aesthetically significant when they selected it for preservation for the National Film Registry in 1999. Lucas calls Gina Carano, Lucas Films calls Gina Carano's social media post a porn actress no longer employed by Mandalorian Studios. Okay. What about Disney? The owner is a fucking Nazi sympathizer. Oh, that's it. Because we're so high and mighty, Disney. We can't do anything. Uh, I think that's so weird. It's, su- it's such double standards. People can say what they want. People, uh, other actors have done the exact same comparison between 
the Jews and the way the Republicans are being treated. It's yes, it's not perfect, but it's nothing to get fired over. Um, and you can say whatever you want about, you know, I guess you can't, but you can say whatever you want about how you feel about trans. Um, but a lot of people nowadays can't say anything because they're going to get banned. You know, you can't have any different opinion. It sounds very communist. If you think about it, people used to be able to have opinions and go, Oh, whatever, dumb fuck. That's a stupid opinion. Now you say anything you're fucked. Which is retarded. Uh, Zack Snyder's mother box food packaging for $130. Looks cool. I don't know. Florence Pugh is attached to Star and a sci-fi courtroom drama, Dolly, about a sex robot caught up in a murder trial. That's going to be stupid because you know they're going to twist it like, oh, this robot has rights. She was robotically raped. She's a fuck doll. Okay. Uh, Aunt Jemima is now called Pearl Milling Company. (laughs) I'm still calling it Aunt Jemima. I liked Aunt Jemima. I didn't see anything wrong with it. Uh, I'm not white, and I don't take offense to uh, her. Um, it was actually, uh, the family was proud of that woman being on the um, on the syrup bottle. Uh, but white people f- have white guilt. Like, nope, sorry. No, Uncle Ben's, no way. We can't do that. That's white guilt. Uh, Redskins, nope. Has to be the Washington football team. That's white guilt. Uh just live with it, people. Come on. The Washington football team, now they're called the Redskins. The Chiefs are still there. It's pick and choose, guys. It's all pick and choose. Uh, PS5 controllers are drifting and repairs are a hassle and they're being sued. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 developer says it's been hacked and won't give up the hacker's information. The sixth and final season of Better Call Saul... Wait, the sixth and final season of Breaking Bad's Better Call Saul. Breaking Bad spinoff Better Call Saul. In the, okay, so they're working right now on the sixth and final season. Man, that show's good, man. You, season three is coming November 21st, 2021. Search Party renewed for season five. Which would be pretty cool, man, I think. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog movie coming in 2022. Cloverfield, an actual Cloverfield sequel is coming. Uh, which should be pretty interesting. Uh, Mahashala Ali is rumored to have been offered the role of Joel in The Last of Us, but no, it went to Pedro Pascal instead, which is whatever. Jack Black is Claptrap. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine only is going to end after their eighth season. Black Widow may or may not come out in theaters. Uh, I'm saying it shouldn't. No one ca- the movie's done. No one cares about it anymore. People just want to see these movies now. Stop holding the movies back. Either release them or don't. Stop holding them over our fucking heads. You know, it's it's ridiculous, man. Whew. It's ridiculous. Um speaking of ridiculous, here we go. You ready for this? Y'all ready for this? Okay, let's see if we can find it. Here we go. 
Is it going to work? No, it's not going to work. God damn it, everything's offline. Okay, let's go back, back. So, um, I don't know. Is it going to be good? I don't know. I don't know, guys. I have no idea. Will it be good? Will Lakeith Stanfield get an Oscar? Will he? For Judas and the Black Messiah? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Let me see. Hold on a second. We have to do it this way, guys. We're going old school. Hold on a second. We're having some technical difficulties, but it will not stop the show ever. Okay, let's go back. Way back. As it goes a little something like this. Hit it. Okay, let's see what I, um, yeah, everything just crashed really quick on me, but I got it. I'm on top of it, guys. Here we go. I think I'm a saint, but people don't believe me. Burn my hand, step on texts. Burn my hand and step on texts. I live alone, I am a nurse. alone I am a caregiver Saint Maud follows a pious nurse who becomes dangerously obsessed with saving the soul of her dying patient (laughs) there but for the grace of God goes Maud A reclusive young nurse whose impressionable demeanor causes her to pursue a petitious path, Christian devotion, after an obscure trauma now charged with the hospice care of Amanda, a retired dancer ravaged by cancer. Maud's fevered faith quickly inspires an obsessed conviction that she must save her one soul from eternal damnation whatever the cost making her feature film debut writer director Rose Glass can they lose the audience into this disturbing psyche steadily setting up her vulnerable diary of country nurse of an unriveting ultimately shocking trajectory this is Saint Mod. <laughs> Trippy movie, guys. This is a weird one. Starring Moyfoot Clark as Maud, Jennifer Eath as Amanda, 
Lilith Knight as Joy, Lily Fraser as Carol, Trulong Curve as Christian, Rose Sazman as Esther, Marcus Hudson as Richard, Noel Bonnery as Hillary. This is Saint Maud. Now, what do I think of Saint Maud? It was a little boring. I knew there. It's an A twenty four film, so you got the artsy fartsy. Um, like, you know, you're waiting for something to happen, then something like she and her face tweaks a little bit, or, you know, it has some trippy stuff in it. There's some trippy stuff to deal with. She is devoted to God to the point to where she hears him. She's talking to him all the time. Does he answer you? Yes. Uh, she's watching this. Um, she's watching the ballerina, the ex-ballerina. Um, hookers come over to the ex-ballerina's house. Um, she has parties with him, but Maude doesn't like the parties. Uh, Maude one, at one point burns her hand on purpose. Uh, for the um, just for the just for the fuck of it, <laughs> I don't know what the hell. Uh, yeah. So she so the beginning of the movie starts off with her. There's somebody tweaked out on a gurney, and she's like, I was like, oh well. And then it will cut to this A24 film, you know. So it's like, okay, then it's gonna cut to her. Okay, hey, I'm the new nurse at this huge rich um, uh, ex ballerina who's huge. I'm her nurse right now taking care of her uh i'll feed her a special um i'll feed her her meals light her cigarettes bathe her um and then you know she starts getting weird because she starts hearing god god wants her to protect her uh so we're like okay whatever god uh but you don't ever see god okay i might spoil this movie for you guys because it's so boring I'm trying to think of what else happens in it. And so she, um, the, uh, the nurse has a party eventually. Um, and then she, la- then the, the dancer lady mocks God in front of all the people. She slaps the nurse, boom, gets fired. Now she's a lost soul. Um, at one point she puts thumbtacks onto, um, on the undersides of, uh, thick cardboard like not thick but you know thick enough to hold thumbtacks in puts them into the fronts of her converse sneakers steps on them and starts walking around with thumbtacks in her feet you know it's like penance for something i don't know uh thumbtack feet and then at one point she's floating in the air uh and all all the while it's one of those movies you're like okay i get it you're crazy. Okay, you want to cut yourself. Okay, you want to burn your hand cool and pick at the scab in a cool, artful way. You know, I don't know. It just didn't jive with me. I thought it would be better. I was looking forward to this movie. But I don't know. It, I don't know. It just... It didn't... It didn't jive. Um, let's see. What do people say? Exploration of mental health and religion done incredibly. No, it's not. It's just religion. It's nothing to do with mental health. You're already mentally fucked in the head if you're that devoted to God to begin with. Violence and gore is severe. There's plenty of stabbings, throat slitting, blood and gore, and much more. 
self-mutilation throughout the film. The film contains frequent, very strong language, cunt. There are also several uses of the language fuck as well. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, at one point, she picks up a guy to bar fucks him. Fucks the dude at the bar. Uh, and then just walks away and leaves. Uh, she gives another guy a hand job at a bar. Um, I'm trying to think of where this is uh, at. Where is it? Okay, Rose Glass. Writer-director Rose Glass. She looks just as weird as you'd think. That's body shaming. I'm just giving my opinion here. Hold on. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, here we go. A nine. Is religious fascism a form of mental illness? Yes. Certainly, people such as Richard Dawkins and Daniel Durrett who argue it is. However, this is the perspective of the fanatic. Such fanaticism is often not only logical and justified, but unavoidable. This is the same thing as Democrats, Republicans. Same thing. Same fanaticism. Same stupidity locked into this mindset to where you can't get out of it. You know, you're just locked in. Okay, this is true. This is what's happening. Same with religious zealots and religious people who are just like, this is my reality because I need to be above what I normally am. I cannot be a normal person. There's no way. I need to be able to see God. This is why I'm above you because I believe this way. Put in a Republican. Put in a PlayStation 5 fan. Put in an Xbox fan. I, I can see above you, so I'm better than you. Same thing. Same shit. You know, uh, if you want to look at it that way. But these artsy-fartsy wannabes are like, oh, it's a 9 out of 10. No, it's not a 9 out of 10 or a 10 out of 10. It's decent, but people are like, oh my god. This movie is so deep, man. Wow. I can't believe how deep this movie really got. This movie is amazing, guys. St. Maude, oh my god. It, re- it gives me so much insight on mental illness. I like the score. Listen to that. Saint Man, Saint Man, Saint Man, she likes to step on thumbtacks. Saint Man, Saint Man, Saint Man, she likes to step on thumbtacks. Step on thumbtacks. <clears throat> Step on thumbtacks. Step on thumbtacks. Step on thumbtacks. Float through the air. My name is Saint Mon. I'll drink a beer and give a hand job. Saint Mon hand job. Okay, what do I rate this thing? Jesus Christ. As I'm saying, I like the score, but it just didn't live up to what I thought it was going to be, man. I knew it was going to be strange and weird, but it was a little boring. So I give it three to five air holes, three to five eye holes, two to five knelt on corn kernels, godgasms. At one point, she, when she talks to God, she's like, she has godgasms. I coined it now, godgasms. 
She basically has orgasms when God talks to her. Um, and thumbtack insoles, guys, for um, Saint Mod. Two to five godgasms. Wasn't that score, though? Saint Mod. Saint Mod. Saint Mod, you know you like it. Okay, what's another movie I can do for you guys before we get out of here? Saint Mod. Here we go, guys. Hey, kids! You know what time it is? It's birthday time! It's your birthday, and we want you to have fun! It's your birthday, so let's Willy's Wonderland! And we want you to have fun! Willy's Wonderland! Okay, now, kids, clap your hands like there's no tomorrow! Starring. Welcome you to Willy's. A quiet drifter. Quiet is an understatement. A quiet drifter is tricked into a janitorial job at the now condemned Willy's Wonderworld. Mundane tasks suddenly become an all out fight for survival against a wave after wave of demonic animatronics. Fist fly, kicks land. Titans clash, and the only and there's only one side. That will make it out alive. Willy's Wonderland. Willy's Wonderland. Starring Nicolas Cage as the janitor, Emily Toast as Liv, Breath Grant as Sheriff Ludd, Rick Retz as Tex Mark. Willy's Wonderland starts off um, someone accidentally put uh, uh, tiger stripes in a, um, uh, one of those road strips out in the road oh, all four of his tires are flattened it's a bitchin Camaro Nicolas Cage does not speak once in this movie not one word is uttered out of Nicolas Cage he screams some but he does not say anything. So, boom. He, uh, oh, my tires are broke down. Boom. Gets it towed. Uh, the tow truck driver is sucking on a beef jerky stick instead of a cigar for some reason. Boom. Um, so then, like, hey, do you have money? Oh, the ATM's broken. Oh, well, I know a way you can make money to pay me for the four tires you're going to need. Boom. Talks to the owner of Willie's Wonderland for some reason. Willie's Wonderland owner. He's going, hey, if you stay, uh, if you stay in here at night and help me clean this place up, or I'll, I'll put you in there. You clean it up overnight. I'll have the Camaro out here spanking new, four new tires. I'll pay for everything. Boom, handshake. He doesn't say a word. Boom, handshake. You're not much of a talker. Goes in there, starts rubbing stuff down, starts wiping stuff down. All the um, animatronics start coming to life. Okay. That's the... <laughs> There's like... I, for, I forget the names of the animatronics. Like Rascally Weasel. Uh, Pedro the Turtle. Um, I don't know, man. This movie is pretty bad. 
It wasn't that entertaining. So he's uh, so basically, he's cleaning up. Oh, boom! One of the animatronics comes alive. The uh, the ostrich. He beats the shit out of it with sticks, rips the spine out of it, and then like the blood is grease. So poof, all this police boom puts it in a bag, throws it to the door. Okay, then boom, another one comes out, and bam, 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 a gorilla gives a gorilla a um, a curb stomp on a urinal. Uh, I give it one out of five urinal curb stomps. So the gorilla's like, hey, how's it going? Boom, boom, boom. He's like, ah, comes after the gorilla. Just beats the shit out of this gorilla. Uh, steps on it. Boom, curb stomps it. Later, gorilla. Uh, the next one, a knight comes. Uh, a bunch of kids break in at one point. The knight comes, so they have victims to kill. Starts killing the kids. So the premise is the, uh, the owner was like a serial killer. The old owner was a serial killer and hired other serial killers to work for him. And they would take the families into the family party room and murder them. So they're murdering whole families. And then they had a satanic seance where they all drank, you know, like Kool-Aid or whatever, like a fucking hail bop cult. They did like a satanic seance in the room and they transferred their souls into the animatronic dolls. Okay, and now the town is scared of them and gives the uh, gives the Willy's Wonderland human sacrifices like Nick Cage and other people. They say they're going to clean it and boom, get out at night. But no. They're sacrifices for these serial killers so the serial killers don't kill the town. It's really stupid, guys. Willy's Wonderland. Um, that's the gist of it. There's not much more than that. It's pretty dumb. Uh, you have two to five ear holes, two to five eye holes, two to five stabs to the back. Uh, the theme song is a cross between... Oh, sorry. A cross between um, Chuck E. Cheese and Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. If you want to look at the theme song... Let's look at the... Here we go. Listen to this thing. Oh, Gus the Gorilla, Artie the Alligator, Ozzy the Ostrich, um, Siren Sarah, she's like a ballerina, Artie the Alligator is an alligator, um, Nightly Knight, he's a knight, of course, Tito the Turtle, he's a, Willie the Weasel's the main guy who you need to look out for. Uh, let's see what they have. Here's the Willy the Weasel. Oh, here we go. Here's another one. So this is playing while he's fighting, um... While he's fighting Willy the Weasel. Okay? Just... Okay, come on. Ears and mouth and nose Shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes Feet, tummies, arms and chins, arms and chins He's fighting Willy the Weasel As this is going on And lives. 
Um, yeah, so if you. <laughs> Willie's Wonderland. Oh, Cammy the Chameleon. Uh, Willie, we yeah. So yeah, if you want to see a weird movie, uh, but with Nick Cage not speaking a word and beating up animatronic animals, this is the one for you guys. Willie's Wonderland. Willie's Wonderland. Uh, what do I rate it? Oh, I already rated it. Two to five stabs the neck or two to five urinal curb stomps. It's oof. It is oof, guys. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see if we, uh... Okay, what else can we get here before we get out of here? Yeah, if you want to check that out, check it out. Have fun. With that one. Uh, let's do this one now. Let's do, yeah, I might as well do this one. Yeah. The map of tiny perfect things. The map of tiny perfect things. It's on a. This is on uh, uh, Amazon Prime. Two teens live the same life day repeatedly, enabling them to create the titular map. That's what it's... Oh, my God. Starring... Catherine Newton. Margaret. She's from... Uh, she's just in Freaky. Uh, Kyle Allen is Mark. What is he from? I've seen this guy and shit. American Horror Story. No. The Path. Oh, he was the son in The Path. <laughs> Horrible show, guys. The Path. Don't check it out. I was in Double X's. Uh, I saw this guy somewhere, but I don't know. Um, so basically, it's a poor man's Groundhog Day. It's a poor man's Palm Springs. It's the same thing. Oh, they spin the same thing over and over again. They find all the little perfect moments within the town. Right, all of them, and they are missing one. I'm not gonna say what the one is, but one's missing. Okay. So they're finding all the perfect moments, like an eagle swooping down and beating a fish out of the water. Oh my god, I found that one. Uh, angel wings forming in the back of this guy because a uh, van parks perfectly has angel wings on, so it looks like he has angel wings on him. Um, he, the guy's winning the lottery every day because he takes this one lady's um, winning ticket, and it's like, oh my god, I won. Um, they're giving $100 bill tips because they're not going to be there tomorrow. They're constantly they're just like throwing money everywhere and no one gives a shit. Um, the, the kid's uh, stealing um, coffee, drinking it. He's uh, watching somebody who plays classical piano and he's fucking really good at it every day. Um, I don't know. It's just... It's pretty good. It's not great. Um, what's the other one that he does? Oh, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a poor man's, um, Groundhog Day. Yeah, if you like those movies, it's, it's fun to watch, but it doesn't really go anywhere. It's like, mm, okay, whatever. 
And how they get out of it is kind of like, mm, okay, not explained, but whatever. Just go with it because it's a weird movie to begin with. Right? So, let's see. Oh, um, Josh Hartman is Dale. Okay, he's Bo... Wait. Oh, he's the dad in eighth grade. Okay, that's where I recognize him from. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Oh my god, these people are giving it nines? Ugh. I like the late, yeah. The characters in the film have real charm. It doesn't drag on like expected and wraps itself up nicely with amazing, a very amazing film. Its warm heart raises it above the others inspired by the great concept and other amazing films. It's very witty, beautifully shot, and heart-wrenching. <laughs> it's heart-wrenching. Here's a five for ex- existential teenagers. The movie is pretty average across the board. It uses extremely overdone thing in the film and doesn't passingly. It isn't some cringe fest teen drama. Ten out of ten. Romantic, positively creative, and mindful. As other reviews have posted, the time loop trope has been used in movies many times, but this movie certainly dispels the myth. That is an antiquated trope. Mm, I don't know, guys. Check it out if you want to. Okay, that's all I say. Uh, no nudity, no gore. Um, there's some smoking and drinking. Uh, okay, one of the t-shirts Mark wears depicts a humanoid pig wearing a suit. This is reference to Time Bandits, where Og played by Mike turns into a, a... Really? That was a Time Bandits reference? He watches Time Bandits, a deficit pick of the week. Watch Time Bandits instead. Og played, uh, gets turned into a half-man, half-pig, yes. Based on Lee Grossman's short, the right hand, the right mirror of the car Margaret is driving says objects in the mirror are losing. Yes, I saw that. Um, scenes to be shot in Fairhope Alagalaga. Whatever. Check it out if you want to, guys. Soundtrack's like... Mm-hmm. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Soundtrack. Soundtrack. Sound. Soundtrack. Soundtrack. Yeah, 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 some ballistic. Yeah. So dumb, basintic. Rama, tama, dama, dama, sasama. Sama, damo, damo, camo, do, ramo, do, pamo. Yeah. I don't know, guys. It's alright. It's okay. It's okay. Here we go. Pump it up. Pump it up. Right there. Yeah. 
Here we go. Modest mouse float on. Try to go over this thing and see if it has anything good. Not really. Not really, guys. There we go. Yeah. You know. You know. I don't know who this is. Okay, so what do I rate this thing? Uh, map of tiny perfect things. Two to five hills, two to five hills, two to five turtle crossings the road, or space dates. Space dates. Space dates. Dates. Space dates. Space dates. Dates. Space dates. Space dates. Dates. Let's see. Okay, one more. One more movie, guys, and we're out of here. Um, if I can find it. Let's see if I can find it. Okay. Uh, no, I can't find it. Where'd it go? There we go. This is the only song I could find with fear in it, so... It's a good song, though. A girl living with schizophrenia struggles with terrifying hallucinations as she begins to suspect her neighbor has kidnapped a child. The only person who believes her is her boy, is Caleb, a boy she isn't even sure exists. This is fear of Rain. Oops. Fear of rain. Kathleen Heigl as Michelle, Henry Connick Jr. as John Burroughs, Madison Eastman as Rain, Israel Boscard as Caleb, Eugene Bollegard as Danny McCall, Judah Vazzi as Alexia. This is Fear of Rain. Fear of Rain. Instead of sing, because it likes to sound really deeper than I am. I like to talk, then I sing, it comes a breakdown. I like to talk when I sing, here comes a breakdown. 
I like to talk when I sing. I like to talk when I sing. I like to talk when I sing. Okay, so this movie's about a chick who has schizophrenia who thinks she sees stuff that isn't there. That's all friends of the movie. Period. Um, it's pretty weekly done. Weekly? Is that a word? Yeah. It's done weekly. Uh, it's, it's not done that very well. So her, her mom is there hanging out with her all the time, quote unquote, right? Um, she comes back, like it opens up with her being uh, stalked by somebody and being buried alive, waking up screaming in a hospital bed. Her parents are going, okay, what's wrong? They bring her home. She had a psychotic break. She's schizophrenic. Um, And now she sees the neighbor who's a teacher in her school with a little black girl, and no one believes her that, that, that this teacher's kidnapped a woman or a little girl. So when they... um. So they, so when they, uh, when they look up the black girl, they try to find who she is. Check, 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 check. So when they try to find the black girl, who she is, um, <clears throat> they find her. They find her in the like missing kids directory. This guy Caleb is the only one who talks to her. Like she goes up to her table of friends. Hey guys, can I hang out with you at school? And all our friends are like, get away. I don't want to get what you have. You're psychotic, so it's going to bleed off on me, you psycho bitch. So all the girls are mean to her. She's eating lunch by herself. Caleb comes up. Uh, they become friends. She doesn't even know if he's real because she has psychotic breaks all the time. Um, <clears throat> I'm saving you a movie here, guys. So the whole time, her and this dude, Caleb, are like, oh, hey, we're in love. We like each other. She keeps coming home and telling her mother, hey, I found somebody. Hey, I found somebody. All the while, the mother doesn't even exist. Boom. I figured that out, like, within the first ten times, or three times the mother appeared. Because she leaves every time the dad comes in the room. The dad never interacts with her. Uh, It's a pretty weak movie, guys. <laughs> it's pretty weak, guys. It's weak. Uh, I thought it would be better, man. They could have hid the fact that the mother wasn't alive. Uh, like, Sixth Sense is the best movie to have done it so far. And that came out in 1996. Shows you how original Hollywood is, guys. Uh, let's see. It's Oh, the tagline is, it's not all in her imagination. This, this, is, this came out in theaters... These are the movies that they're putting out when they don't really give a shit if they see them in theaters or not. You know, they're like, oh, you can rent it on VOD at home. I think it was six bucks to rent. Did I ever pay 20 bucks? No, I think I paid 20 bucks for Willy's Wonderland, though. Uh, but yeah, it's like six bucks to rent. Um, mm, not too good, man. It's not, a, it's not good. Okay, calm down. Calm down for inoculum. It's not good, man. It's not good. 
What is that? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, if you want to see a subpar schizophrenic movie, watch Fear the Rain. I give it one out of five eye holes, two to five ear holes, and one out of five lost kids. So this week we rated... Clarys. Sounds of the Lambs. A- CBS. A Glitch in the Matrix. Um, 30 Coins is still good. I'll rate two episodes next week. And um, WandaVision's like, mm, it's okay. It's decent. I'm not spooging all over it like everyone else did. Like, oh my god. That's great. WandaVision's the best show on TV. It's good. It's not great. The uh, the acting is weak. Real weak, guys. So, yeah, I gotta go, man. I'm getting tired. I'm just kidding. I don't have to go, but we'll just wrap up this show now within the next five minutes here. So if you guys like those movies I rated, I'll rate more next week. Uh, Clarice, A Glitch in the Matrix, Fear the Rain, Saint Maud, Judas and the Black Messiah, Willy's Wonderland, Map of Tiny Perfect Things... And Fear the Rain, guys. Those are the movies we rated this week. And we went over some news. Let me see if there's anything else I need to do. I make notes like all week long and then, you know, shit goes awry. Uh, People hate Joss Whedon because he's an asshole filming Buffy. Not surprised at all. Can we please wake up Buffy? Uh, Let's see. Uh, John Cena is in a Peacemaker series coming out. uh, HBO Max, January 2021. Um, what's the next thing? Uh, Mission Impossible 7 8 will no longer be shot back to back. Tom Cruise is needed for promotion for Top Gun coming out this summer. Really? Top Gun's going to come out this summer? Is it? Is Top Gun going to come out this summer, guys? I don't know. I hope it does. I, I want to see this fucking thing in IMAX. I want to see it in the theater, is where I want to see Top Gun. You know, I don't want to see this bullshit. Oh, hey, we're going to put it on VOD like we did Godzilla and Kong. Yeah, that's the perfect place to see Godzilla and Kong is in the theater. Yeah, perfect. That's what we need. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. Fucking lame. Um, What are we? <laughs> yeah, that's lame. Okay, guys, we're out of here. See ya next week, season 21, episode one out. For the challenge you show, I got me some mileage. I bought a car in the cottage. Got to sign in my baggage. Got a list in my bookcase. Cause